Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison. You're listening to episode 31 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Hope you feel loved today. Um, also, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Hopefully, it inspired you to spend some time with your genitalia. Um, maybe to even really see it for the first time or for the first time in a long time. If you don't know what I'm talking about, last week I did an episode um, with a Christian sexologist about our bodies. Um, we talked about a broad range of things, um, and she actually spoke intricately about the different aspects of uh, feminine, female genitalia. Um, and yeah, I think you'd really enjoy it if you missed it. So listen to that. But this episode is about balancing desire and contentment. Um, and that's pretty self-explanatory. So before we get into it, I do want to remind you guys, I will be taking a hiatus in December. Mm, I know I understand, but your girl needs a break. Um, but I will still be on Patreon and, um, uploading different things on there. I think, um, I'll be in Jamaica for a little bit. So I'm, I might do like a couples thing, uh, with two of my friends that are out there. So I don't know. I might just show you guys different aspects of the adventure, different things like that. It just depends on what people on Patreon actually want to see. So they want to just remind you guys that I will not be here in December. But if you do want to join Patreon, there's a two tier, five tier and a 10 tier. And you can access that in the description or on Instagram at the parallel pod. So let's get right into this episode. <laughs> So I wanted to do this episode for Christians who desire to be married and are fully invested in um, like maybe dating apps or seeking or being found by someone um, and are just finding themselves exhausted by the process. Um, I think there's not a lot of room left for Christians who are genuinely following Christ to just like feel sad about not finding a partner yet. And I think a lot of people in relationships can be quick to forget how disappointing it can feel at times to be single. Um, I also posted about this earlier this month on my personal Instagram, and I was saying that I feel like once people get into relationships, the words like, he'll come when you least expect him, is like downloaded into their brains, and every ounce of good advice they needed when they were single goes right out the window, and they completely forget it. Um, even after I posted that story, people in my rela- in relationships were commenting things like, it's true it even happened to me, and some were even questioning like if I was truly focusing on Christ if I was wondering where my man was and um, that's problematic, you know? So I wanted to do this episode to just share a compassionate approach to having a real desire for marriage, but also balancing contentment in a season of singleness. Um, I first want to say you are completely allowed to feel sad and frustrated with your singleness. Jesus is not mad at you. It will not make your time of singleness longer, depending on how many tears you've dropped from your eyes. Like the Lord, um, the God that we serve is not like that. He doesn't depend his blessings on the things you do. Um, I think something I've heard people say is that the Lord places certain desires in our hearts. So we have to remember that like he he's placed this in your heart. Um, and it could be, you know, maybe it's just a desire for a season. Maybe later on, you'll be like, you know, I actually don't want to get married, but right now it is your desire. Um, also just because you desire marriage or relationships more than your other friends or siblings, that doesn't mean that you care too much about it or that it's like an obsession. It's just something that is a heavier desire that's on your heart. And in response, it's in response to something, a married person damned me. Um, I reminded them like, 
Humans are capable of focusing on more than one thing at one time. I can devote my heart and my time to Jesus and love him with all my being, but also still really desire to be in a romantic relationship. The frustration of not having something you really want does not mean that you don't want Jesus enough. I'm going to say that again. The frustration of not having something you really want does not mean that you don't want Jesus enough. And I think people don't realize that when they make comments that insinuate that you're not following Jesus close enough, they make Christianity what it's not. Following Jesus is not workspace. Jesus's blessings are not based on whether we can follow him or his laws close enough. That's literally what sets Christianity apart from other religions. We are in relationship with the one person who understands unconditional love. And because of what he did on the cross, we don't have to work for his love or his blessings. When he chooses us, there's nothing that can separate us from him. So our lives become a response to his love because he's done so much for us. It's like when, you know, someone does something crazy, beautiful for you, or you even see videos of people like people give them like huge amounts of money. They're like, oh my gosh, no, I can't take this. What can I do for you? It's just, that's how our life should look, a response to Christ's love. Um, and it's not a race to get to his good graces because there's nothing that we can do that will make him love us more than he already does. So if anyone has told you that if you focus on Jesus, your partner will come, they are wrong, okay? You know what will happen when you focus on Jesus? You'll be focusing on Jesus, <laughs> okay? Um, and you'll grow from your relationship with him and you'll get to know the person, uh, you know, that God is more and more every day. And your life will be better and, uh, you know, you'll have a deeper relationship with the one who truly loves you. But you will not be guaranteed that your husband will just show up. It's just not going to happen. Um, I also think it's important to acknowledge and see how comfortable you can get with the reality that you will never get married. Now, just hearing that probably hurts some of you. It hurts me. <laughs> Ow. Um, and I'm not saying you won't. Um, I'm not God, so I don't know. I don't know that. But it really is a 50-50 here. Either you get married or you don't get married. So, I just encourage you to sit with the reality and get as comfortable with it as possible because it may be a possibility. I don't know for sure that it will be or, or it won't, but I think it's important to just kind of get comfortable and see like, what will my life look like if I don't get married and different things like that? Um, and like, will God truly still be God if you don't get married? Will you carry resentment towards him for the rest of your life? Or will you get to a place where you think like, man, that hurts, but God is still good. He is still kind he is still a provider and, and then you can continue to follow him as such. Um, I think that's a really good place to start when it comes to contentment. Like, is Jesus enough? And also, I think it allows you to cherish the relationships you already have in your life at this point. If a romantic relationship is never going to be a part of your life, how do you look at your friendships differently and your relationship with your family and the people in your church? I think it allows you to cherish those relationships even more and even allow you to take steps in these these relationships um, now to cherish them even more. I think a big part of being content is not even about getting what you want, but it's more about being grateful for what you have. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this in a previous episode, but um, there has been research done and, and documentaries about this exact thing. Um, where it kind of shows that having everything you want is not what causes true happiness or fulfillment. It's actually simply gratitude. The happiest people on earth don't have everything that they ever wanted. That's why you see suicidal celebrities and celebrities throw their careers away because of drugs 
or just horrible decisions. It's not about getting to the top of the mountain. It's about being grateful for what you do have. And that reminds me of Philippians 4, 8, where it calls us to focus on what is pure and what is lovely, whatever is admirable and uh, praiseworthy. And there is those things are present in every single one of our lives. Like regardless of what you've been through, there's still always something to be grateful for. And when we focus on our lack so much, it can literally make us unnecessarily miserable, especially when you have the notion in your head that like as a Christian, Jesus just grants your wishes or that life is supposed to be exactly what you want it to be. And it don't work like that. That's why the only person in the Bible who says my will be done is God. The only time that your will will be done is when it's submitted to the creator's will. (laughs) So um, my encouragement to you is just remember to remember. Remember who God has already been in your life. Remember the answered prayer that you are literally sitting in as you listen to this podcast. We have so much to already be grateful for. He's already proven to be who he says he is. Um, And in our lives as singles, just because Jesus doesn't provide us with a spouse right now, doesn't mean that he isn't still a spouse provider. Um, so let's think about for that. Let's think about that for a second. Um, I know you guys all see new boyfriends, fiancés, marriages on your timelines on every social media app that you own. So um, he is who he says he is. Um, that is not always, you know, fun to hear because it's not happening to you. You know, it's like, cool. That's really cool. But where's mine? <laughs> and I'm not condemning you for having that thought process. Um, I have it often. <laughs> but either we can focus on the loss or remember when we see him being a spouse provider for someone else that he is, he still got it. Like he is still able to be a spouse provider in general. He is fully capable of doing it for you. And what proof do you have for that? Well, Karen, who's on her sixth marriage. <laughs> That's proof. Just kidding. That's that might mean that Karen just needs therapy in Jesus. But we can see Jesus active in so many other people's lives. So there's no reason to um, not believe that it can happen for us. So that's the contentment part and being comfortable with never being married. Um, and side note, in our pursuit of contentment, you will have opportunities. Uh, it may even feel like more opportunities to be the opposite of content, to be doubtful and jealous. Um, I spoke to a client about her desire to be more of a peaceful person and we spoke about how she'll most likely feel like that characteristic is being tested she's going to have more opportunities to be angry and impatient with people Um, and as Christians we have to remember that the devil really isn't creative you know he just uses what you're already struggling with Um, even as I was preparing for the episode it was late and because every like after daylight savings is like because daylight savings is over it's already dark outside at like an earlier time I was still sitting at the park and I could hear this couple like giggling, walking past me. And he asked her, so why did you want to bring me out here? And they're like giggling, you know, Um, just some really cute stuff. And they went and sat in the grass looking towards the lake. And I think these situations can be tests, but also measurements of our growth. So in the past, I probably would have been annoyed and felt like, oh, what was me? Now, did it hurt a little? Yes, it did. (laughs) But... I was also able to be happy for them. They look so happy to have each other. And I think that's just beautiful. But, you know, just keep in mind as you pursue contentment and remember to ask the Lord to help you because he's he's the one who gives you strength to do anything and everything anyways. 
Um, and that also reminds me of a recent conversation I had. I recently hung out with a, a new group of girls that love Jesus. And I was telling them about the podcast. And we started talking about episode 19, where I talked about um, being touch starved. And I was saying how we can put ourselves in sexual situations just to get basic normal needs met, like a hug, because seeking touch through sex is more acceptable in society and it's way less uncomfortable than asking your friend for a hug. And one of the girls admitted like, yeah, that's that's what she's done in her past. And she recently, not recently, but at one point she had moved from home and didn't have any family around and she really identified with that. And she said she told her mom like, I just need a hug. You know, and that just, that hurt my heart, you know, especially cause I love hugs. <laughs> so y'all know dang well I hugged that girl. <laughs> so I tell that story just to reiterate that you are not alone in your singleness. Yes, it is hard. Um, and I know, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas are coming up. So um, you will have some time to practice contentment, um, especially while your tias are asking you about tu novio and maybe even like the nail technician, you know, are asking you different questions. Um, but we are in this together, guys. Uh, I get your pain. But I think it's also important that we um, think about how good life can be without marriage, you know, while giving mar- like you know marriage is awesome you know we have to get it that give it that credit um but also remembering that we will not stop breathing if marriage doesn't happen it's the truth there's a lot of people still living who are not married so i think because you know as girls we grew up idolizing relationships from barbies to tv to movies like being desirable by men is like the pinnacle of life when and then when that doesn't happen you feel like you failed as a person but we can't put our worth in being desirable for marriage or even like not being desirable yet. Um, the timeline doesn't define your desirability just because you aren't married or in a relationship doesn't mean you aren't desirable. And that might be confusing for some, like if I was desirable, then I would be in a relationship, but I don't think it's that simple. Um, there have been some beautiful people that were and are still single right now. People with great personalities that, you know, and even wonder like, why is this person not in a relationship? Why are they single? And that singleness, you know, does not negate their desirability. I think it's really important um, to understand that while dating. Like, just because this fine man didn't find me attractive or wasn't convinced that I was the best person to settle down with, that doesn't mean that you're not going to find another desirable person or be desired by another fine man down the road. Or even that you're just desirable in general, like regardless of a fine man agreeing with that. We're not agreeing with it so um remember people don't define your worth or your beauty so in addition to being content with life with yourself and being able to sit with that thought um we should also be able to sit with the reality of our desire actually coming true right um so we have to think about what if we do get married or what if we actually that's genuinely going to be something that happens um i would never encourage a single person who is struggling with being single to completely cut off all desire of singleness until someone approaches them because that creates hopelessness and maybe even missed opportunities to put yourself in situations where you may meet someone so when I say contentment I don't mean literally not thinking about ever getting married um and when I say to think about never getting married I'm not saying that it's for sure going to happen and you have to live your life like that I just want these to be different things that you guys think about So in addition to thinking about never getting married, we have to also entertain the thought process of definitely getting married. Um, So 
what if you definitely get married and that's definitely something in your future now some of you like myself don't even want to entertain entertain the idea sometimes because it's not a fact right but if we can entertain the possibility that it definitely won't happen will she be able to entertain the idea that it definitely will I think I said you know personally that makes me feel uncomfortable the thought that crosses my mind is like no I don't want to entertain something that might be a lie but who's to say that you know never getting married is a lie and why am I more comfortable spending spending time with the potential lie of me never getting married than me actually getting married um your girl doesn't want to get her hopes up that's why okay (laughs) I'm gonna do that like it is such an exciting thought to me that I literally do not want to even entertain it but how boring is that right that you know what is faith to only have faith if I know it's going to happen like is that even faith then why not entertain such a beautiful thought that I'll be loved so much by a fully human man so much that he'll want to spend the rest of his life with me and maybe like even have kids that I may or may not already have a list of names for (laughs) okay what joy would that bring and what opportunities would that bring to my life so many adventures and sex and all the good stuff that come with it and also becoming more like Jesus in that relationship as well because um that's definitely an opportunity in marriage that you have you know like what an what a beautiful opportunity um will it be hard at times yes all relationships on this flawed earth can be hard at times but it seems so worth it so we can continue to hope and balance it with contentment with Jesus and the good in our lives in this very moment. Um, a lot of our lives are lived between the already and the not yet, which is what um, Paul David Tripp talks about a lot. So it's hard being single and your sadness in the wait is valid. You are desiring something beautiful, something good, and it makes sense to feel that lack. It's reasonable. And if no one has told you this before, you are allowed to cry about it. You're allowed to fully feel the disappointment um, after failed dates or a failed match or someone who, you know, you admire not having feelings for you um, and we're in this together. I am also single with you. I completely understand. And like the friend that I told you about earlier, she understands there. There's a lot of us together. You know, we're, we're all going through this together. I think normalizing the experience allows us to just kind of feel the emotion of it. And don't let anyone make you feel bad for being sad. So I think instead of telling singles, you know, listening to this to like check your relationship with Jesus, I'd say check your relationship with contentment Um, and even check your relationship with desire. I don't know what Jesus will do for you. I don't know what Jesus will do for me. There is no formula for humans to follow to get married. But something I think that is helpful is remembering that we serve a sovereign God. Uh, We serve a God who is knowing all powerful and all loving so something that helps me to remember that is I am fully loved right now God's affections are for me right now he smiles over me and he loves spending time with me but also um that what what's for me will be for me you know and this is all true for you as well like Jesus loves you he is smiling over you every single day he's grateful when you wake up in the morning like you want that and you have it already in someone you know I know you can't see him and that really sucks but that is true for your life there's someone who loves you unconditionally like that and I think honestly just remembering those things and remembering like what's for you will literally be for you um and it's not because you manifest manifested it or went to an event or wore his favorite color it'll just be because Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. 
um, which says, uh, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I'm not saying for sure that a man will be that, but, um, you know, God has great plans for your life. And you, and you know, like I, I pray to God that a husband is in that plan, but I believe even if he isn't, um, you know, personally, I can't wait to see what God has in store for myself, but I think that's even more of an opportunity to remember, like God has so much in store for you. And, you know, if you don't have a husband, there's so much beauty and in your God has intricately planned out a beautiful existence for you outside of that. So, yes, that is my prayer for you guys. So I hope this helped, you know, some singles feel seen and allows you to just experience the emotions of the journey. Um, so if you'd like to support the podcast, you can click the link in the description um, for Patreon or visit the Parallel Pod on Instagram. And also always remember to speak the truth in life, guys. Bye.